I never have any idea how to start these podcasts, so just going to get into it. Welcome. We got a lot to talk about. There's going to be another deep dive into my thoughts, and there's someone moving into the apartment today, so you might hear some footsteps in the background. If so, fuck it. So we're going to start off with the last upload, which was over a week ago, and uh, my camera's gone. <laughs> Finally said goodbye to the Sony A7S Mark II, a camera that I've been using for over two, well, yeah, over two years, uh, just about two years now. And I wasn't planning on making a video. I was planning on just getting rid of it and then making a video about the new camera I was going to get. But then I started to realize that, you know, so many videos have been shot with this thing. It's been with me since like pretty much like the entire time I've been full-time YouTube. So there was some sentimental reasoning behind making some kind of video saying goodbye to it. So why not? So that was fun. I think, I think that was okay. Uh, you know, I've, I've always loved trying to give like human characteristics to things and i have always thought that would be a really funny gear review channel on youtube for someone to just make characters out of all of the gear that they're reviewing i think that would be funny if i was to do like a full gear review channel i think that'd be it i give you permission to steal my idea though but just just know you you heard it here first uh it would be really funny and totally different i've, I've never really seen that before so Cool. So, uh, Facebook, my page is scheduled for deletion. I think it might in a couple days might be totally gone. Might be hidden right now actually, but yeah, phasing out Facebook, um, the like page, I don't know how many likes were on it, but I had one deleted it. And now this is that second one and I'm deleting it again. And I don't think it's going to come back. Um, We'll talk about wedding film school, of course, as always, <laughs> the number one thing that's haunting my mind. Um, but once I get rid of wedding film school or figure that out, there will be no reason for Facebook. So I'll just like completely get rid of that. Um, I might just keep my profile just so that my family can always have those photos and like at least have a Craig Adams to tag things in, but I just will eliminate it from like, it's already off my phone. It's off my favorites in my internet browser. I just like forget about it if I don't even have a reason to think about it. And I think that's the best. You got to just get it out of your mind, get it out of your, eliminate the notifications and then it goes away if you want it to stick. Um, so that's going to happen. Been running a lot. Um, yeah. Running with Jeremy, it's fun. You know, I, I've considered some running videos. Um, a why I run styled video is in the works, planning that out, what I want to do. We'll talk about videos in general, but the idea is that I just, I really want to like narrow in on more lifestyle videos for the Craig Ems channel. Uh, cough, coffee, advice to my younger self, why I run. Just whatever I'm interested, I just want to express my opinions in some kind of creative way with video. And I think that's where the channel's moving. But we also, I'll, I do want to talk about the channel because I had a, a lunch. We'll talk about it. <laughs> It'll come up, hopefully. Um, yeah, so 
I have been going to Spacious a lot, which is a co-working space in the city in San Francisco. Uh, would like to become a, you know, use them as a sponsor. So I've been trying to reach out, doing more work to reach out to the services and products that I use and just letting them know, like, hey, I exist. I use your stuff. I love it. If we want to work together, you know, I'm open to some kind of partnership, sponsorship. So just let me know. So hopefully in the future. Don't have a camera right now. Yeah. Uh, so I tweeted that I didn't have a camera because uh, I didn't. And I do now. So I haven't made the video yet, but I haven't announced what I've gotten. And I don't, like, I have a list of videos I want to shoot, but I don't want to upload, like, shoot them and upload them until I make my new camera video, announcement video, because um, that would ruin the surprise. So it was, it's been interesting not having a camera for the past, like, 10 days or whatever. Uh, just had my phone, just had all the camera parts just, like, sitting around, and I got into, like, taking video and photos with my phone, and it was interesting you know i considered i looked through like some example videos and like what gear i could use and like thought about what it would be like if i just used my iphone i'd probably upgrade to the iphone x and use moment lenses and visco to edit video and like filter and do stuff on my phone i thought about what it would be like uploading uh, with unlimited lte to google photos you know all the video i would shoot would automatically be uploaded compressed and available in the cloud so i wouldn't have to transfer data you know as much it was it's an interesting idea i did some comparisons between original 4k video straight from the phone and then the google compressed version and there's a huge downgrade for video um, especially 4k so it wasn't worth it to allow google to compress for unlimited storage so if i were to do mobile video filmmaking i would definitely pay for google store drive storage and then upload the video to that but i don't know there'd be a lot more problems i'd probably end up just plugging my phone into my computer to dump the footage i would definitely need a larger hard drive on my phone too uh, there was a lot to think about it's interesting you know i could get the gimbal it would be much smaller more minimal easier it would be interesting but no i i have a camera now so just the thought. I'm excited for WWDC 2018. Uh, I think it's like in a couple days. Like, yeah, I think it's Monday or Tuesday. Um, and I I like my MacBook Pro right now, but I've considered downgrading to the MacBook uh, based on what they if they release a new one this time. I might be thinking about it, but I don't know. I'm I'm totally fine with this computer. I, I should just not worry about it, but everyone loves software updates. I'm excited to see what they have as always. So, cause I recently did like a full wipe of my MacBook pro and then reinstalled just the apps I needed and just like set everything up perfectly. I know it's like a hundred percent clean and just organized. It's, it's been really nice and there's barely any storage. I think I'm using like 21 gigabytes of storage total out of the one terabyte drive. So it's been interesting. You know, I just made that digital minimalism video and I, I honestly have changed a lot since that. That was like a month or two ago. It's doing really well and I would like to make an upload. I just don't want to like keep making the same video over and over again. So 
maybe I'll word it differently. Maybe I'll focus on different topics, but yeah, my process has changed. Um, so like, Hey, I'm backing my phone up to uh, Apple iCloud and paying for that. So there, you know, there's a lot of changes and, and hopefully in the future, let me know if you want a video like that. Um, yeah. So I went from, I, I have become more minimalist, <laughs> so I've gotten rid of more stuff and, uh, I just always surprised myself at how much I can pare things down even more. Even today, I've come to the conclusion that I could probably get rid of two more of these Rode VideoMic NT-USBs. Um, I'm recording on it right now, and it's great for podcasts, good for solo stuff. I'll use it for YouTube videos if I want good sound, like sitting at my apartment somewhere. Uh, but yeah, I've got the wireless Sennheiser. I've got the Rode VideoMic Pro on my camera. And then if I have this, totally fine. Honestly, though, if I could plug in the VideoMic Pro Plus to the, like, via USB to the computer, that would probably be awesome. But we'll see. Maybe I could figure that out. And I'm not sure if I still need the wireless because I use the wireless in, like, my apartment tour videos and then some stuff in the wild. And I'm considering using it. Ugh, ugh. Eh, we'll see. Maybe... Ugh. I have three microphones. I'd like to just have one, you know? So we'll see. There's always room for improvement. So I've been tweeting a lot about meetups and like my ideas on workshops and what I want to do. Like what what is the reason for an in-person experience meetup like compared to online? And I've come to learn that like for education, like it's just easier for me to make a video, like edit it like plan it, shoot it, edit it, and then put it online for people to watch at their own time and leisure rather than, you know, ask for people to come to this spot in New York city at this day to like talk as I do a PowerPoint in real time. Just doesn't make sense. It's not to my strong points. If I was like a public speaker more so than a filmmaker. Yeah, sure. But I want my meetups to be fun and I think they should just be connect, make friends, have fun. And then education happens in the seams, you know. If if I talk to someone, well, over a, a drink or a meal or like a campfire or a walk or a run, you know, we, we just talk and hang and it's authentic, genuine connection. And I learn a lot when I'm just hanging with people. So I think that would be more interesting than traditional <laughs> structured class, workshop, meetups. So we'll see. That leads me to, I did, I did have a, I don't know if I have it anymore, but I had a list of like ideas that I wanted to do and run and brunch, I think might be one of the first ones that I actually execute on here in the city. Love running. I know there are a lot of runners here in New York city who are subscribers who would be interested in meeting up sometime on like a Sunday or Saturday or whatever uh, going for a run. And then we just have a plan to meet back at this place, make sure to make it a loop so that people can like, you know, meet up and then we, uh, finish the run. Nice little easy thing. And then we have drinks and food and whatever, maybe even just bagels and coffee, who knows? Uh, but I think that would be fun. Easy. You don't have to pay. You just show up and do it, make friends. I think I definitely want to start scheduling more meetups like this. So we'll see. 
One of my most liked tweets was about the privacy policy emails. By the way, if you're wondering, I'm literally just going through my, my Twitter feed right now of, of tweets. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so might stop cross-promoting on social media platforms. Hmm. So that idea is I'm just I'm tired of like posting a link to my YouTube upload on Twitter. I'm tired of pushing people to Instagram from my YouTube. I, I don't know. I just I would like to just promote. And if people want to discover me on other social media platforms, like I'm at Craig Adams on everything. So it's possible, especially with Google. Um, and it, I think it might be okay if I just keep audiences on the platform that they found me and consume my content. So if someone subscribes to me on YouTube, they want to watch videos. That may not mean that they want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram. It may also mean that they do. But I think I would like to just stop like distracting them with these little tiny call, like attempts to convert them to other social media platforms. Um, the more that I can just make the experience, you come to this channel, I promise you something, you like that promise, you subscribe, and then I just execute and keep trying to satisfy that promise as much as possible. You know, regardless of the social media platform, I don't want to try to push you over to other things but you know who knows everyone else is doing it the other way and I, I feel like it's a way to stand out a little bit and to just narrow in on what's important creating content that you actually want to that you expect and want to consume I guess yeah and then I think we talked about courses uh, I've been teasing this like how to how youtubers and influencers can make money course uh, I have it all planned out. Like it's pretty well scripted, um, all the different sections. But I'm trying to decide how I want to structure it and distribute it. If I want to do a Skillshare, I don't know. I don't feel like Skillshare is a good idea. Um, do I want to build my own uh, course, like on my website, and then just charge access? Or do I want to just make one huge, super awesome YouTube video and then allow people to watch it for free? Or should I break it into individual SEO search-based titles? Um, I think that's the best idea right now. But I've talked to some other people and they've been really convincing for the idea of doing like a pay, like a $100 workshop online kind of course thing. But that goes into like newsletters and collecting emails and then making promotions for it. And I'd rather just keep lean and just try to give as much as I can in YouTube videos and just try to keep as many people like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's one thing to make these videos. It's another thing to figure out how to get it out there in the world the best way. So I'm just trying to make that as simple as possible. Like all this minimalism, all this digital minimalism and organization is just to cut down to the creation process where I know how, what to do with the video or content I make. I just need to make it. So I'm trying to cut away all the fat. 
I had the saving passwords fiasco. <laughs> so uh, one part of my digital minimalism ecosystem was passwords and accounts. I was signed up for a lot of accounts that I didn't use or need. And I had a lot of different like weird passwords and it was difficult sometimes to gain access to my accounts. So I figured out what I had accounts with and then I got rid of the ones I didn't need. And then I just, I figured out a way to organize that. And um, I ended up not using one password or the other one that people were people were telling me. Yeah, Safari, I don't know. Might make the jump to Chrome. I did make that tweet that Google apps are better than Apple ones, and I totally think that's true. Uh, if it weren't for the iPhone and the A Apple AirPods, like I think I would definitely get a Pixel and just use all Google apps on a MacBook. <laughs> like I use Final Cut. That's a pretty hard one to give up. Like I've tried Premiere. It would be difficult, you know. Google should come out with a editing app. I think that'd be cool. And I could get, I could use Chrome over Safari. I could use Google Maps over Apple Maps. I could use Gmail. Like it would all be pretty easy to switch. Um, yeah. AirPods are pretty good though. So Drift Mag is a digital, or no, it's a physical publication made by Adam Goldberg here in the city. Uh, love it. Let me, let me just talk about it. <laughs> so I, I haven't, I've been so digital. For, I've been digital for so long consuming media that way that it's so refreshing to have a physical, beautiful, like minimal, intentional magazine paper in my hands reading it. And that's what Drift Mag has been. So the idea is wonderful, very inspiring. Adam, it seems, if I'm going to reverse engineer what I've seen in interviews and blogs and, and what his work is, created businesses, media businesses around his interests. So him and his what uh, girlfriend, wife, I can, I'm not sure. Um, him and Daniela seems like they just wanted to travel to cool places, eat awesome food, drink coffee, and take photos. And that's what they're doing. And they're, they made businesses around it. So Drift Mag is a, a magazine that showcases their photos, their words, some other people's words, some other people's photos, um, all about the coffee shops in different cities. So each magazine is a different city. And you can tell. It's just like they go on a trip. They tour around going to the best coffee shops they can. They try to make relationships with these people and the owners and promote them in their magazine for access and possibly brand deals and then possibly like, you know, free coffee, free stay here, whatever. Who knows? But all I know is that it's an awesome example of making a business around something that you want to do and not the opposite, you know. It's very inspiring to me, both in the, the design and execution of the company and the publication, but also this the mentality of creating a business after your interest and your passion. So uh, I haven't been trying hard, but it would be great to like link up and interview them for the podcast or just to connect with them and just get a better sense of how and why they did this. <clears throat> so very cool. 
You can follow them on Instagram. Uh, a life worth eating. Very cool. So, uh, number seven, volume seven, San Francisco is coming out. I read Mexico city. It was awesome. If you, if you read, I'd love to know what your thoughts are. And I've been thinking about doing, I've been like, my whole thing is just authentic expression. I just want to express my opinions about what I'm interested in and passionate about. I'd love to do more reviews of the media that I'm consuming and uh, my inspirations. Uh, so whether it's a book review, audio book review, or magazine review, I'd love to just have some kind of, got to figure out the best way for me to do that, whether that's YouTube video. I just did it in the podcast, so I guess that, that happens naturally. <laughs> uh, yeah, so cool. Um, scrolling up, okay. I see such similarities between my coaching sessions and normal podcast interviews. Been wondering how I can join the two and sell podcast slots to subscribers. I'd like to start giving away slots to subscribers as incentives for helping me with projects, etc. This is a good idea. This is something that I actually worked on a little bit today. And you'll hear if you listen to this entire podcast, I should have a little thing at the end, but we could talk about it now. I I kind of really enjoy coaching sessions and I've always sold them as a thing that people can buy as a slot for like an hour or whatever. And I've had people buy them, but it's not like, you know, I can't depend on it for income. And I always got just as much out of it as the people that I was coaching. So it's like a podcast for me and them. And like the, the similarities between coaching and podcasts are so similar uh okay hold on i'm gonna go i'm gonna go shut the window okay we're back hopefully you can hear me and you can't hear the horn anymore uh i as a as you may know i'm next to a like a muscle gym across the street and these the people, the proprietors of the establishment like to play their music really loud and blast on by as they leave the gym and their cars and motorcycles, and it always sets off alarms, which I get it. I understand. It's still just like, come on, annoying. Please don't. Uh, anywho. Yeah, so... With the podcast, I'm really enjoying these solo deep dives, but I'd love to like finish, almost always finish a solo with like some kind of guest subscriber interview or chat. Fuck interviews. I don't want to make it like, and then what did you, no, I want it to be a back and forth conversation. Uh, the more natural, the better. I think that's always best. Um, with subscribers and people who listen to the podcast, especially. So at the end of the pod, well, fuck it. I'll just say it right now. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, I would love to have you on the show to do little quick chats, 10, 15, 20 minutes, um, at the end of these episodes or even a collection of them or one per who knows, you know, whatever's gelling, uh, lengthwise, like if we're chatting for a while, it might become an entire podcast, but anyhow, I would love for you to reach out to me, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, whatever. Lots of ways to get a hold of me. Let me know who you are, 
uh, why you want to be on the podcast as a guest and uh, we'll make it happen if it if it seems like a good fit and uh, have availability. Um, yeah, if it if I want to make it happen, I'll send you back a response with a, a link to schedule a call. And uh, we'll go forward with that. All you have to do is just record it on your end with a microphone um, and send me the file afterwards. But I think it'd be really fun to just learn more about who you are what you think about the podcast, you know, just chat. It could be treated as a coaching call in a sense where, you know, you help me, I help you as much as possible, whatever you're thinking about. And uh, we'll just go with there. I think that would be fun to start involving listeners because I was thinking about doing like voicemails so people could leave voicemails for the podcast. And then I would, I would, filter through them, find the best two or three and then play them on the podcast and then just like chat. Uh, that's a possibility, but I'd love to like get some actual guests until I set up that voicemail. It may even be like, cause like there, a part of me really wants to like, I should make profiles for the podcast so that you could submit questions directly to it and then also like send me an instagram video of you for the podcast but i don't know that's more work i'd love to just not have as many social media accounts as i do now <laughs> so we'll see in the future we shall see we shall see but lots of ways to get a hold of me just let me know cool moving on oh no oh. Yeah, because I was thinking about like selling out podcast slots, but I think that's like something I maybe could work towards if I have way too much demand, too, way too many people trying to get on the podcast. I may have to start charging, but it, it's a weird slippery slope. I'd like to just find the most interesting people with the best pitches who get my attention and then bring them on. So we'll do that. Cool, 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 cool. I went on a long run. No one cares. You can follow me on Strava, but I did a 16-mile run a couple days ago, and it was the longest run I've ever done. What I'm trying to do is run across the Brooklyn Bridge from Williamsburg all the way around Manhattan through Central Park and then back home. It's a really long run. I think it's getting close to... Uh, yeah, it'll definitely be a marathon if I do the entire route back to my home. It's doable though. I would love to, I'm totally going to do a full marathon. My first marathon, uh, length run this summer. So it might happen in the fall. We'll see. Cause it's always easier to run when it's not hot, <laughs> but yeah, if you follow me on Strava, thanks for the comments and the likes. I've actually been using Strava like a social media platform and sharing, you know, description info about the run, what I was listening to, stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know. I'm considering just getting rid of it. I think it's good to track your runs so that you know your pace and, and your distance and stuff. But I would like to make it just a personal thing. I don't know if I should share that info and... Uh, I go back and forth. Let me know. Um, Tweet with Matt Devala, Devalia. Um, 
yeah, awesome stuff. He's been killing it on his podcast and YouTube. Huge inspiration. I had him on the podcast way back when I started, um, but I might be in LA next week, and uh, there's a possibility of being on his podcast. So I think that would be really, really fun. If not, I'll just like grab coffee with him if we don't have time. But really professional guy, and I would consider it an honor to be on the Ground Up show. Yes. Um, starting to make my notes public web pages so that people can see, comment on, and help me execute plans. Yeah, so this is an idea that I had while running, and which is an interesting idea because it's like your high and low mind, your subconscious and conscious minds. I have some really interesting ideas when I can switch off, not worry about like logic and tedious events, when I can just like start running get into a rhythm and not have to worry about much things like that's when I have some interesting thoughts surface out of nowhere, which is this idea of making my lists public so that at least my audience, my community can see what I'm working on. And if they can help, you know, reach out to me and offer your help. It's an interesting idea that at least I'm doing for wedding film school right now, but yeah, why not? I'm I'm talking about what's on my mind and my current projects on this podcast, and I do that with all social media. So if people hear that I need help with something and can help, totally offer. You know, send me a message. Help. I'd be happy to work with you and collab. Oh yes, uh, talking more about Drift Mag Ambrosia and cereal. Cereal uh, Mag is for travel. So I'm fascinated with this idea of how to travel well. So that's another physical magazine that I'm starting to get in my mailbox. Very interested, kind of where I'm shifting. If I Once I get rid of Wedding Film School, like the Craig Adams brand is totally going to shift towards something like that. And I think it would be super fascinating to think about making some kind of physical magazine. I don't know. You're hearing about it first. It's a crazy idea, but... I just want to at least start making videos about how to travel well and kind of like video versions of those magazines I think would work really well. Like they're so focused on the physical, which I get, but there could be some kind of video alongside it. Like, I don't know. Like (laughs) what I'm trying to say is Adam, Danielle, let me just travel with you. I'll shoot some cool stuff. Just let me travel with you. Yeah. Um, putting extra work into planning out YouTube videos typically splits them into more videos covering individual topics. This was an interesting idea that I've been seeing when I didn't have my camera. So I've been planning out my videos way more just because I don't have any, any gear to shoot it with. But when I would plan out a video, I would keep working on it more so than I would usually do so. And then it would turn into two videos. And then I do that to those and then it turns into four videos. Like, The more time and effort I put into planning, the more it breaks up into individual topics, which makes sense. You know, it's like I could make one video that's how to make money on YouTube, but then if I work on it over and over and put more time into it, eventually it turns into uh, how to sign up for this uh, Amazon program, how to make your first $100 with Amazon. Like there's lots of different topics, which is pretty standard. You know, it just makes sense. So, um, yes. So we start to get into 
the craziness of wedding film school. Looking to collaborate with wedding filmmakers in person here in Brooklyn. So I've been, I don't know, something about the summer makes me not want to work in my apartment. Totally winter thing. I have the TV here as a distraction and like I could easily fall into a, a Netflix binge or watch a movie or this YouTube video, etc. Um, but I don't do that as much when I'm out in public. So it's easier to get work done on my laptop there. But this is where I shoot a lot of my videos. So it's like a weird balance between working out of spacious, uh, out in the city somewhere, uh, and having to come back to record podcast episodes and YouTube videos. So it's, it's interesting trying to figure out where like I should work best for my space. Um, but one good thing about spacious is that if I do collaborate with people in person, it's very easy. You know, they can come and go as they please to a spacious location, coffee, you know, Wi-Fi. We can parallel work and then meet and talk about things, but then also go back to work. Like that would be kind of near impossible to do at my apartment, which was one of the reasons why uh, my like apprentice program didn't work so much. It's just awkward when you work and live in the same space. So that didn't work as much. So looking to collaborate with people, at least wedding people. Um, and we'll, we'll get to wedding film school. We'll talk all about that. Um, yes. Okay. We're going to talk about Twitter and wedding film school to wrap up here. How long have you 35 minutes. Okay, cool. So Twitter is interesting. I really like it. And I've really doubled down on the idea of it being the text shorthand version of this podcast. Uh, it's a good way to know what I'm thinking about what I'm working on and for me to get like feedback. But I also made this tweet where I said, I feel conflicted about talking and not doing. I share so much. I talk through everything that's on my mind so publicly. I need to start doing. I need to take action. I need to stop asking for permission and reassurance before I plan, create, and share. I made that 22 hours ago, got really good feedback, a lot of people chiming in, agreeing, figuring things out with me. Um, but yeah, like Twitter represents that. It's like, I, I talk about what's on my mind. I, I vent even this podcast is like the same thing in a different way, just with voice and one take. Um, like maybe I should focus less on sharing and just start creating <laughs> even right now. Like I'm just talking about it. It just, Someone someone said this, and I thought it made a lot of sense. Um, uh, what did they say? Oh, yeah, Bandrew said, I heard someone once say, when you talk about an idea and get assurances that it's a good idea, that tricks your brain into thinking it has completed that task, which I think makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just talking about it kind of makes us not want to do it. Um, so I've considered deleting Twitter. Twitter. Um, yesterday, yesterday I said 
small yet growing possibility that I'll delete my Twitter account and stop using it. A lot of people asking why. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Twitter's cool. Do I think it's going to be around in five years? Probably not. I don't know. Um, the The news that I get from it is just garbage. Like, as much as we think it's important to be like an educated citizen of the world and like consume news daily and be an activist. I just, I'm over it. Like if I really stop and think about what its influence has been news and caring about things that are like not within my grasp is just huge distraction, time waster, just a, just a mess of the mind. It's frustrating. Like I find myself getting emotional over news and then respond like, you know, it's that it's like just uh, toxic. Toxic is a good word. So it's just consuming a lot of stuff and just having emotional reactions. And like, so I'm thinking about like getting away from news and you might be thinking, Hey, that's pretty selfish, Craig. You know, you can, you're very privileged, you know, middle-class white filmmaker, influencer in Brooklyn, New York, making money with YouTube videos like, of course, you can afford to just not care about what's going on with politics and news and school shootings and fucking Trump and everything. Uh, yeah, I understand that I'm very privileged with that. But like, fuck, it's just it's getting to me and I'm just tired of being like sold. Um, what's the word? Oh, what is the word? sensationalism by the news so yeah tired of it and i'm tired of it on youtube i want to get away from doing that uh, more than i am now and it's what prompted me to kind of move away from sensationalist youtubers like people who are doing things to get views and clicks uh above like the values that they want to uh, this is a whole nother thing. We could go down this hole. I don't want to go too deep into it, but like just trying to actually do something that fucking matters with my life. Like even gear reviews and uh, editing review. Like what does it matter? Like what does any of it matter? So I don't know if you've noticed, I'm going through like, a phase <laughs> definitely reevaluating a couple things i turned 27 a couple months ago kind of maybe it's like a quarter life crisis i don't know how old people live these days but yeah just doing a lot of work to change really quickly right now um i'd say that's the trend changing reevaluating figuring things out uh getting rid of distractions and just figuring out what i want to do Big part of that's going to be getting rid of wedding film school. The thorn in my side. I think I spent a good portion of the last podcast complaining about that. And let's do it again. <laughs> no, so you may have noticed me complaining about wedding film school, but then also promoting this aspect of wedding film school partners, collaborations, submissions. Uh, I've been trying to incentivize the subscribers to create content for Wedding Film School. 
in the hopes that it kind of kickstarts the channel and boosts more interest in it. And then one, two, three, whoever, someone wants more responsibility with it, uh, can see the value in becoming some uh, a sort of manager for the channel. Uh, scheduling podcast interviews, conducting podcast interviews, creating content, uh, developing series, like entire series for the channel, um, managing brand deals, attracting brands, um, satisfying commitments to brands, just growing it, you know, attracting more people, making more money. It's all there. The plan is laid out. And I'm literally, I'm literally trying to make it as easy as possible for someone to step up and fucking take the rain reins. Uh, because I'll be honest, like I am at the point where I am considering just deleting it all, <laughs> like absolute annihilation of wedding film school, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, website, YouTube channel, all deleted in an instant with no warning. Uh, just because it's tearing me apart. It's just, it's frustrating because I've been reaching out to brands to buy it. And in an eggshell, I know what it's worth a lot. It could make a creator and a business a lot of money, regardless, three times, four times, five times businesses that it promotes can make that much money for them. I said that weird. Wedding film school run by a creator can make a lot of money. With a team, it could make more money. Uh, and the businesses and services that Wedding Film School promotes, it makes five to 10 times that. Uh, almost like we're gonna be coming up on 3 million in product and influence, products sold by in Wedding Film School influence in, by the end of the year. So we're not uploading videos, still getting subscribers, still making money, but fuck, if we upload once or twice a week, good content, that we have all planned out, literally like scripted, ready to go, it could make a lot of money. Um, so I'm trying to get people to take the reins. And it's hard to sell a channel that you know its value when you can't demonstrate it because it's stagnant. So I can't get the money that it's worth. But it's getting to the point where I'm getting so frustrated that I'm willing to, you know, get rid of it. So, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Very conflicting time. I'm trying to channel my frustration and stress into eating well, exercising, and not minimalism. <laughs> I'm, I might be channeling a little bit of this through getting rid of stuff, so. Well, fuck it. Oh, well. Um, lastly, will I delete Twitter? Hmm. What would happen if I deleted Twitter? If I deleted Twitter, I wouldn't have the script for this deep dive. <laughs> I would have to switch up how I do my podcast a little bit. I think it, I think it could be done. I think it's pretty interesting that I go through my Twitter as like a literal chronological posting of my thoughts. Um, a lot of messages, a lot of people reach out to me. A lot of people share my content, tag me, and then I retweet that for more exposure. Um... Once again, how I got my news, how I 
connected with people. Uh, but other than that, Twitter doesn't really do that much for me that other social media platforms can. And it was kind of funny. Like I was talking about texting and phone calls, like phone networks as like an OG uh, social media network. Cause like I've got a contact list of people in my phone and it's like very selective, very secret. Like you're not posting publicly. It's just like one-to-one. -one. It's like Twitter DM uh, just with like a select, I don't know. It, it's interesting when I start looking at everything as another form of an email list with a promise and an execution. And if you don't hit that promise and keep people happy, they unsubscribe. Uh, it's just, it's interesting because my mind is changing how I look at things, but, uh, cool. So we are not to the point at the end of the episode when I plan to do this call to action, but once again, let me know your thoughts on Twitter, Instagram, if Twitter's still around, <laughs> uh, in some way, I want to know what your thoughts are, what the best part of this episode was, what the worst part of the episode is, what I should do more. I, I do value your feedback and I would love to get some of you on the episodes uh, in the future. I'd love to hear your voices, hear your thoughts in person, not in person, but over a phone call. We'll just do like a phone call. I'll record, you record. You'll be on the podcast. So hit me up. Let me know. Pitch me why I should pick you to be on the podcast. What we, you know, what we could talk about, why, and uh, we'll make it happen. But uh, until then, thank you so much for listening. This was a long one. I'm going to go. I'll probably go for a run. Why not? All right. Take care, everybody. See you.